0: Like-kind exchanges, or 1031 transactions, allow taxpayers to dispose of property and defer the gain if the property is exchanged for a like-kind property. Welcome to the Accounting Tips for Entrepreneurs podcast. My name is Jeff Skolnick and I'm a CPA with 35 years of experience working with small business owners, entrepreneurs, and network marketers on how to make their business more successful by understanding how taxes can work in their favor and not hurt their business. Each and every week I'm going to come to you with short, quick, and helpful tips on not only how to make sure you are doing everything possible to minimize your income tax liability, but also how to create the income for your business that you truly deserve. To repeat the opening once again, like-kind exchanges, or 1031 transactions, allow taxpayers to dispose of property and defer the gain on the property if it is exchanged for like-kind property. Now, Section 1031 simply refers to the Internal Revenue Code section that applies to this type of a transaction. In English, what all of this means is that if you were to trade real estate, you would have to trade it for real estate you'd have to trade an automobile for an automobile, etc. Keep in mind both the property given and the property received must be used for business or investment purposes. Now like-kind exchange rules may apply to many types of property. The most common questions revolve real uh, involve real estate and therefore that's going to be the focus of this podcast. So like-kind exchanges General, the rules generally discuss exchanging one piece of property for another simultaneously. And these rules can certainly apply to real estate. However, it is very difficult to find two individuals willing to exchange properties. The solution to this problem can be found in something that's considered to be a delayed exchange. Now in a delayed exchange, a taxpayer may sell a piece of business or investment property and purchase at a later date, replacement property and still qualify under the like-kind exchange rules while this can obviously be a very attractive way to sell property that is appreciated in value great care must be taken as the rules are very complex and any mistake will immediately disqualify the transaction and render it taxable immediately again when you look at the situation think about what's happening here the government is saying to you you sold a piece of property you sold it at a game you should pay income tax on it. They're going to let you defer it. And I'm going to go over with that in a minute. It's not, it's not gone forever. It's deferred and paid at a later date. But in order for the government to allow you to hold on to your money, you can imagine there are some very, very stringent rules. And if they are not followed 100%, the transaction will blow up and it will become immediately taxable. So let's go over what the major requirements for a delayed exchange are. Replacement properties. Again, this is the property you're selling your property and the replacement property is going to be the property that you acquire. So replacement property must be identified within 45 days of the sale of the property relinquished. So again, within 45 days of the time that you sell the property that you are going to try to defer the gain on, you have to identify a replacement property. The identification must be in a written document signed by the taxpayer, And delivered to the seller of the replacement property or anyone who is not a disqualified person. And I'm going to explain what a disqualified person is in a little bit. It is usually given to the qualified intermediary. Again, another definition I'm about to give you. So just hang in there for a minute. Okay. So not only must the replacement property be identified within 45 days. The taxpayer must close on the replacement property. On the earlier of the 180th day after the sale of the property is relinquished. Or the due date of the taxpayer's income tax return including extensions. So generally it's the 180 days because... Uh, let's say the due date of your tax return is less than 180 days. You could always put it on extension, which adds six months to the statute. So the earliest is, is, is 180 days, but those two rules are vitally, vitally, vitally important. Again, once you sell the property that you're trying to defer the gain on, you have to identify the replacement property within 45 days and must close within 180 days. Uh, That's not six months, it's not 183 days, it's 180 days. And again, if these rules are not met, uh, there are major consequences. Okay, now I want to get into the third rule that has to be followed. Again, first one being the 45-day rule, second one being the 180-day rule. The third rule is the taxpayer cannot receive the money from the sale of the relinquished property. In most cases, the proceeds of the first sale are held by a qualified intermediary until they are needed to close on the property. Um, and while there's no requirement to use a qualified intermediary, the taxpayer is not allowed to use anyone who has had a financial relationship with the taxpayer in the last two years. These become those disqualified people that I discussed. This rules out the current attorney, accountant, investment banker, broker, or real estate agent. So again, each of these individuals is considered to be a disqualified Person, qualified intermediaries are people that are used to these transactions and interactions, and this is what they do. Now, I think they're well worth the money. Um, I've seen, I've seen them run, uh, you know, a thousand or two in order to do this. But you know, you have to realize the money that you're trying to defer in income tax, and you do not want to take a chance here. Now one thing to be a little bit concerned about with qualified intermediaries at least on on, on a lot of information that that I've heard over the years is there's very little regulation on these people so you want to do your own research make sure you get somebody who's reputable and bonded because um, you don't want your qualified intermediary uh, declaring bankruptcy and you losing your money so you want to make sure again that they have a good reputation and that they are bonded now the purchase price of the replacement property must be at least as much as the sales price of the property relinquished or a portion of the gain will not be tax deferred. So in other words, let's say you sold one property for $800,000 and you identified a second property. As long as it was $800,000 or more, you could defer the entire gain on the first property. Let's say the second property you bought was only seven hundred thousand dollars there would be a portion of the of the gain that would be considered to be taxable and there's a a long computation and i'm obviously not going to go over that now but it's just something to keep in mind and again i'm going to reiterate if any of the above provisions are violated the transaction will become immediately taxable so It's important to keep in mind that although the rules for what qualifies as a like-kind real estate um, are liberal, neither personal residences nor vacation homes will qualify. These types of properties may be converted to business or investment use. However, this usually requires significant time, you know, approximately a couple of years. In other words, if you took your individual residence or your vacation home and you turned it into an investment property, you know, a rental, you could then use it down the road within a um, delayed exchange but you can't do that immediately so you wouldn't be able to do that and then try to qualify that property within 180 days so again you're gonna have to make sure you plan this type of a transaction out in advance I mean literally I have had people I remember a phone call I had years ago where a woman called me had sold a property um, and I did some work for her brother and she called me and said I want to do one of those tax-free exchanges I just closed on the property and I basically I asked her I said did you receive the money she said yes and I told her the transaction was over I mean it's it's obviously it's a cold reality but it is what it is so again like I said keep in mind these properties you know what is considered like real estate is fairly liberal but again can't be personal or vacation homes and if you try to convert either those to business or investment property, you're gonna need some time to do it. So that's not gonna qualify within the 180 days. Okay? And that and obviously this whole identification of the replacement property and the 45 day rule and the 180 day rule are absolutely the biggest barriers to this type of transaction. Again, keep in mind what you're doing here. You're trying to keep your money and keep it away from the government until sometime in the future and while the government will allow that they are going to be very very specific about what you have to do in order to be able to do that okay and again i want to remember i want you guys to remember that like kind exchanges defer taxes they do not eliminate them so in other words if you defer a gain let's say you defer a gain of a hundred thousand dollars on the sale of a property when you purchase your replacement property, that deferred gain of $100,000 is going to reduce the basis of the replacement property. So when that replacement property is sold, that deferred gain will be taxed at that time unless the taxpayer enters into another late kind exchange. So in addition, there are a variety of other factors that may come into play, and this podcast is meant to just give you a basic overview of how the law works. So again, the rules on like-kind exchanges are complex and very stringent. And and as you know, I've I've used these terms a number of times as I've gone through this podcast. And that's because I just want to stress how important it is to do this 100% correctly. However, if the rules are followed 100% correctly, this can be well worth the time and effort. Again, if the rules are not followed 100%, Uh, They will destroy the transaction, and deferral will be disallowed, and the transaction will become immediately taxable. It is, of course, vital that the taxpayers seek the advice of tax professionals that are familiar with such transactions because they usually involve fairly large dollar amounts, and again, unless the law is complied with 100%, they will not work. Thanks again for listening to the Accounting Tips for Entrepreneurs podcast. If you could please head over to Apple Podcasts, iTunes or Spotify and leave me a 5 star rating and write a review. Also, please connect with me on social media. If there are any tax or accounting related topics you would like me to cover, please don't hesitate to reach out and let me know. If you are that small business owner or entrepreneur that really wants to learn more about how to minimize your tax liability and maximize your income. Just head over to www.jeffcpaworld.com and I'll see you over there. Have a great day.